Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and debates that brings out beyond than just gaming. We are not only blurring the lines between gaming, entertainment, and music. We are even amplifying voices from those perspective fields and having their stories told here on the, on the Impact Play. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash Impact Play. And by clicking on the notification bell, so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Simply search for the Impact Play. However you consume your content, however you enjoy your content, we're there. I'm your host, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yagu. This is episode 95. On this week's episode, we discuss Hideo Kojima's next game might be headed to Xbox. Microsoft is planning their next event. Deathloop has been delayed once again. Is E3 making a comeback? And more. So, before we discuss the gaming news, we always we have our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what are we looking forward to, or simply just anything goes, even if it doesn't directly revolve around the video games. So, if you guys have been following the Twitch.tv's, the impact, uh, following uh, following us at Twitch.tv backslash the Impact Play, you'll be you'll know that I've been playing a good amount of Outriders. I've definitely had a great time, and I'll definitely have my first impressions up on YouTube as well. Hopefully later on, later on today, if I could get to it. If not, it's going to be Monday. But other than that. Give me one moment. Okay, here we go. But yeah, I've definitely been enjoying it. Apex Legends, I haven't, I want to dive back into it because there is some new stuff coming. And speaking of new stuff, that is actually one of our news reports we're going to discuss later on in the episode. And let's see. Trying to pull up my outrider stats. Okay, so I've played less than five hours. Apparently, it's showing me. I've I've tried co-op, but I'm all all I'm gonna say is it wasn't a great experience. And just to get my thoughts on it and my experience and so on. Uh, follow us at youtube.com backslash impact play. Uh, that's about it. I think I'm on like around level 11, if I'm not mistaken, and then world tier level f- world tier 5, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, but I've definitely been having fun with it doing uh solo, but again, it's <laughs> it's a tough time. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to spoil it. Moving on. Uh, I think I've finished... I've caught up with the Falcon and the Soldier. Uh, actually, let me take a look at that. Let me see what episode they're on and if I've watched it instead of just, you know, going off my head. So if you guys want to... Oh, we'll discuss this later on in the episode for those who haven't watched it yet. I don't want to... I do not like spoilers. 
So I'm going to leave my thoughts on that so far. Towards the end of the show. Uh, let's see. It's all useless. Okay, so we'll we'll save that for the for the for the for the end. So looking forward to what games. Well, this is it's essentially the same games. It hasn't really changed much. But I definitely want to hop into NBA 2K21. I've been meaning to do that. I haven't done it yet. I just have a lot of games on my backlog. I have even... Oh, there's a whole bunch. It takes two. Little Nightmares 2. Call, Call of Duty. I haven't even played that game yet. Since it, since it came out. I haven't, haven't been, been back. But yeah. I have a whole like lot <laughs> that I have to do. But... Uh, we don't want to put this on hold too much. We're going to uh, move on to the gaming news side of things. Where are you? Oh, here it is. Okay. First, we have MLB The Show. And like I said last week, it was an MLB decision. PlayStation had literally little, if not, if nothing at all to do with this decision. This one's coming from Inverse. It's in an unexpected move from Sony, which has long kept its first-party IP exclusives to its PlayStation consoles. So does this mean we could see more Sony-made games on Xbox hardware in the future? Uh, well, we don't really care about that. This is all speculation. So MLB is the one that decided to bring the franchise to more players and baseball fans, a PlayStation representative tells Inverse. This is this decision provides a unique opportunity to further establish MLB The Show as the premier brand of baseball video games. Sony Interactive Entertainment agreed to support more platforms when it renewed its license agreement with MLB in late 2019. MLB appears to have gone further to get the game in the hands of as many players as possible. Abdiya Principal Analysis George J. Just I'm sorry if I watched that. Tells Inverse, this move is primarily about expanding the series' reach. This is all about MLB finding a bigger audience, which took precedent, which, <laughs> which took precedence over console manufacturing. Justin, he explains. Uh, from MLB's point of view, this makes commercial sense as it's, it opens up the content to a lot more players, especially in the U.S., but also keeps established studio working in the game. Harding Royal explains. Uh, but that's essentially it. So we were already aware of this. That it was MMB's decision. And we don't have to discuss this anymore because I already discussed this enough last week. So if you guys are interested to hear my thoughts on this, uh, go ahead and listen to last week's episode. So, moving on. The, uh, this is coming from Windows Central. The rumor mill is always turning. Which, I'm sorry. Oh, the, the rumor mill is always turning. With, with talk of a new Hideo Kojima project. Now circling an involvement from Microsoft. Following up on the 2019 release of PlayStation launch. Exclusive Death Stranding. Speculation on Kojima Productions' new project has ignited. From helming a Silent Hill remake. 
reimagining re re to a full Metal Gear Solid remake, but with a new report, it appears that things could possibly get crazier. According to a new report from VentureBeat, via Games Beat editor Jeff Grubb, Kojima is currently in talks with Microsoft and its Xbox Game Studio Publishing arms for its next game. The report states that this deal has not yet been closed, but rather an ongoing conversation between the two firms. This reportedly supplements Microsoft's initiative to leverage more Japanese developer talent across the Xbox ecosystem. This comes as Microsoft continues to expand its overseas presence, including Japan content on Xbox systems and Xbox Game Pass. So, my take on this? Kuros on Xbox. This was actually rumored before because Phil Spencer actually had a Kojima uh, a statue of some sort on his shelf in one of his uh, broadcasts. So let's go into this and let me see. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything. I don't think it's very cold. Let's see. Oh, yeah, hold on. And that's just a video. I don't want to put that, put that on just now. But it looks like, because I'm not too familiar with his games, it looks like it's like a statue from Death Stranding, if I'm not mistaken, next to an Xbox logo on Phil Spencer's shelf. So it's kind of hinted that they're working on something. Something's in there. In, the works but yeah i'm definitely excited on that because microsoft still hasn't cracked japan yet and nobody in japan actually cares for that console or platform or what have you so they even they're working on game pass x cloud and so on to help crack japan i feel like uh kojima productions will definitely help pave the way forward because Kojima Productions, I'm sorry, Kojima Productions is what? It's a Japanese studio. So, being in Japan, you're a fan of, you might more than likely be a fan of Hideo Kojima. And what does that, where does that lead? This partnership with Microsoft that's in, that's supposedly, apparently in the works, it's definitely a positive plus for Microsoft. That will help them get into Japan. For actually those people in Japan that will start caring for the platform. So, I guess moving on to the next thing. We, the next one is coming from Windows Central as well, from Jazz Corden. Xbox has been on fire lately, dominating the airwaves with massive drops for Xbox Game Pass, including Outriders and PlayStation developed LB, MLB The Show. Microsoft also held a March ID event where they showcase dozens upon dozens of games recently in partnership with Twitch. Microsoft isn't slowing down anytime soon. According to a news report from leading Microsoft expert Mary Jo Foley over at ZDNet, the news comes hot on the heels of Microsoft's announcement for both 2021, the firm's big developer conference, which is slated for May 25th through the 27th. As part of these events, Foley notes that Microsoft is planning a range of smaller What's Next virtual events, which include a feature specifically tailored around gaming. Foley also notes that this is not the upcoming GameStack Live event slated for April. 
Microsoft is supplementing its main larger conference this year with smaller What's Next virtual events. A What's Next for gaming event is expected in the coming weeks. GameStack live event also listed in the US events page is not that event I hear. Given that this event will form part of Microsoft's build festivities, it's unlikely we'll see any new game route. Any new games revealed there. What you should expect, however, is new features and technology. Microsoft is working on to improve devs' lives in the gaming space. We could see glimpses of new graphics technology and features slated for future versions of the Xbox toolset, as well as features coming to the Xbox platform in general. So we'll definitely re re uh, report to you guys on this as well. Once we know what's happening. So moving forward, E3 2021 is back. And this is coming from E3's E3 Expo's website direct. E3 2021, game on. Video games industry showcase returns virtually in 2021 with confirmed partners Nintendo, Xbox, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Interactive, Warner Brothers, Games, and Co Coach Media to participate. It's game on for E3 as a ECA officially unveils plans for a reimagined all virtual E3 2021 that will engage video games fans everywhere. With early commitments from Nintendo, Microsoft, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers, and Coach Media, and more to come, E3 21 will take place June 12th through the 15th. Developers will be showcasing their latest news and games directly to fans around the world. The, e the ESA will be working with media partners globally to help amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. For more than two decades, E3 has been the premier venue to showcase the best that the video games industry has to offer, while, uh, while un uniting the world through games, said Stan's Pierre Louis, president and CEO of the ESA. We are, we are evolving this year's E3 into a more inclusive event but we'll look but we will still look to excite the fans with major releases and reveals and even insider opportunities that make this event the indispensable indispensable center stage for video games while maintaining E3's long-standing position as a center destination for industry networking where where new partnerships and connections between video game publishers Developers and media are made. The digital format for E3 2021 means more people than ever can participate. The ESA looks forward to coming back together to celebrate E3 2022 in person. In the meantime, see you online this fall. I'm sorry, this, this June. This last quote that I read. Where new partnerships and connections between video games. Publishers, developers, and media are made. They didn't say the public. They didn't say influencers. They didn't say none of this. They feel like since they introduced this, it's, E3 has been slowly dying. Because it, it was the way E3 was meant as a networking event. A, a networking event between game developers, publishers, the media, and so on. There's nothing, and then... E3 gave into uh, these consumers that they pushed because we're the ones that buy our products. This isn't meant for you. This is meant for those in the back end. 
showcase their, their talent, their games. There's nothing to do with consumers. If you guys are interested, you consume it, but there's nothing to do with you being physically there. This is meant as a networking event. So ever since they entered, they, they started breaking down their barriers between consumers and the back end. That's that's why it's been that's why a lot of people have been saying that it's been slowly dying. Why? Because they decided to open up their doors to regular consumers instead of being a closed event. But yeah, now that it's and the reason why that they said it's gonna be a free event is because no one's they, they tried this last year, if you guys have been paying attention. To charge these publishers to be "Quote unquote" on their digital showcase when they when they could is easily do their own showcase for free. Why should I go ahead and pay the same amount I've been paying for E three, and you guys doing now you're doing a virtual event where I could easily do my own and do it for free without even paying you a dime? That's the reason why they decided to offer this for free, and that's why there's 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 these big names in gaming are apparently taking place. Why? Because they don't want to be irrelevant anymore. They're trying to be relevant in this space. If they didn't do this, they would they would have died off in twenty twenty two. There's no way that all 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 these big games, Warner Brothers, Nintendo, Microsoft would have would have would have made a physical presence in E three of twenty twenty two. But yeah, so I guess we're gonna keep moving on. Deathloop has been delayed once again. Our game studios today announced pushing the game from its planned May 21 debut back to September 14th. This is coming from GameIndustry.biz. And a joint statement on Twitter. Deathloop game director Diga Makaba and art director Sebastian Miton apologized for the delay and explained the reasoning behind it. We are committed to quality and preserving our team's ambitions for Deathloop while ensuring the health and safety of everyone at Arcane, they said. We'll be using this extra time to accomplish our our goal, create a fun, stylish, and mind-bending player experience. Deathloop had originally been slated for release in 2020, which has been delayed last August with Arcane, attributing this side to difficulty adjusting to working from home in, the, in this ongoing pandemic. Well, I guess we'll read their statement on Twitter. Oh, there's a video actually on Twitter. Okay. We're going to showcase this video. Give me a second, folks. Okay. Hello everyone, I'm Dinga Bakaba and I'm game director on Deathloop at Arcane Lyon. And I'm Sébastien Miton, art director for Deathloop. We've made the very hard decision to delay the launch of Deathloop to September 14, 2021. At Arcane, we have a strong vision for Deathloop and we don't want to compromise on that. But we also need to do everything we can to ensure the health and safety of everyone in the studio. So 
So we'll be using this extra time to accomplish our goal of creating a fun, stylish and mind-bending player experience. We are sorry for the wait and we want to thank you all for your passion and excitement. It's the fuel that powers our creativity and our hard work. We can't wait to meet you on the shores of Black Reef in September. Okay, that's the message of Death Loop. Yeah, here's that. Here's the actual statement. They're pretty much what they just said. I just want to see the comments. I like scrolling through them. A lot of people are congratulating them. Let's see. Let's see. There's a couple of people trolling, but yeah, and people saying no worries, da da da. And a lot of people being fanboys of Microsoft or PlayStation, what have you. Yeah, people are a lot of majority of these comments are actually like, uh, applauding them, applauding them. But yeah, okay. So, because usually I've seen a couple of comments like maybe throughout the week, it's like, oh, we should hold these studios accountable, these publishers, da 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 da. I'm accountable for what? First of all, it's COVID. So none of these companies, studios, game developers, what have you, were prepared to do remote work. So they had to figure that out as they went along, as they were developing these games or continuing development of these games. And second, do you guys really want another cyberpunk? Like, if the game is pushed, people get mad because it's not, it's not great. Or when it's delayed, people also get mad because, oh, I was expect- it's- well, are we going to get this game? What have you? Don't put dates and so on. I'm like, they have to put dates. You expect Don't Studio to put any dates? Then you guys are going to be mad. Oh, wh- why should they put dates if it's not going to come out anytime soon? <laughs> like, they always, these, like, these comments that I see, these, like, these people always get mad no matter what the case. So, if you guys are happy with whatever happens why should you expect to ever be happy like these people have work these people have families so why don't you go study go work in development if you guys are if you're complaining and go work for those studios that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna vent anymore (laughs) 
Okay, so let's see. Moving forward. Uh, let's see. Na, 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 na. Uh, oh, here it is. So, The Last of Us. Okay, so Sony Studios are reportedly working on a remake of The Last of Us, while Sony Band begin begins works on a new game after an under after an unsuccessful 2019 pitch to make Days Gone 2. In a new Bloomberg report, and a dissatisfaction amongst Sony's lesser known studios. Sources say that the uh, Last of Us remake codenamed T1X was started by Michael Mombier, the founder of Visual Arts Service Group. Mombier apparently assembled a new dirty strong development group, and after passing on the idea of a remake of, of the first Uncharted game, settled on a remake of, 20, of 2013's The Last of Us. However, the team reportedly ran into trouble after Tony kept their existence a secret and refused to offer extra budget. Head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst, apparently deemed the project too expensive and Mombara's team was moved to support development of The Last of Us 2. Bloomberg sources say that the la after The Last of Us 2 was completed, Sony moved multiple Naughty Dog projects into the T1X project, and the remake effectively became a, a Naughty Dog project. Mombier and other original developers have now left the company, but development on the remake is apparently continuing. As part of the report, Bloomberg also says that the Sony Bent pitched a sequel to Days of Gone to... We already discussed that. Okay, so here's an update from Eurogamer. Uh... Reports that sources claim that a Sony Ben development Uncharted game was planned to be a new chapter for the series, possibly a prequel, and was intended as something of a reboot of the series. But my thoughts on this is, see how Sony was? They restricted their creative processes. And what happened at the end? A lot of people left. So what? Not speaking to Sony specifically. Speaking, I'm speaking about to any publisher, any console, what have you. This applies to everyone. In order to come out with a banger of a game that sells well, you need to stop being so strict on the people that make these experiences and these games happen. If you put a limit on it, they can't expand, and when they can't expand, they can't. They can't come out with new IPs, new games, and so on. And what happens? Everyone just leaves to... Everyone just leaves. Once you like put a throttle on people, people will, will take it for a certain amount of time and they will leave. No matter... This applies to like outside of gaming as well. Like every single company. But yeah. Let's see... Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. We have some new Hot Wheels Unleashed gameplay trailer that was just dropped uh, this week. Uh, da -da -da -da. 
Haben wir uns an, das ist gerade mal Games Radar. Hot Wheels Unleashed marks the first game in the series to head console since 2013's Hot Wheels, World's Best Driver. And it looks like a compelling enough return in its first official gameplay trailer. The autonomous toy car looks like real toys in the, in the debut garage course looks very, looks varied enough with a ramp shortcut and a spider rope trap mixing things up a bit. Uh, the upcoming Hot Wheels game is being developed by Miles, the Milestone team, the studio behind the MotoGP racing series and a bunch of other motorcycle racing games. Since the studio is new to the Hot Wheels franchise, it's hard to say well to take Hot Wheels Unleashed. But since the synopsis is for the game trailer, since there are a bunch more tracks still to be revealed. And it is slated to release on the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Ser Xbox Series consoles, Nintendo Switch, and PC on September 27th. Alright, moving forward. Okay, let's see. We have a new Shovel Knight costume that is now available to purchase in the Fall Guys and Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. It's coming from the Nintendo Wire. We have new Build-A-Bear uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons Collection that has just been revealed. <clears throat> well, let me pull this up so you guys can see it. You have Tim Nook and Isabel. And the orders are limited. Oops, I kind of messed up. <laughs> And next, we have Pac-Man 99, that was a surprise launch for the Nintendo Switch Online members. Okay, let's see what else we may have missed. We'll go into this further. So you can download that now. For free, for those available on Nintendo Switch Online. And yeah, if you guys are interested, on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Next, we have a Neo The World's End with Utrell that has just dropped. These returning Grievers include Uzuki Yoshura and Koko Hatarashi, who previously appeared in mobile franchises and Final Remix. The biggest tease, though, is, is that the main character, Nico, is seemingly set to make a return as well, and is slated for a July 27th release date for the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation 4. Hey, welcome. Next. Back in 2010, Sega released what what many have released uh, what many believe to be the pinnacle of minor 3D Sonic games for the Nintendo Wii. Sonic Colors. Surprisingly, it never turned up anywhere else. Despite its popularity and critical reception, that may soon be changing. Though as German dubbing studio, Example is listing Sonic Colors Remastered on its official site, with the work reportedly being done in December 2020. So apparently we might be getting a remake. Uh, this is a 
a podcast. So that's essentially it. Alrighty's crossplay is fixed, but inventory wipes remain. Due to a disynchronization between the code for the PC and console versions of Outriders, the looter-shooter crossplay has been working for over a week. That's apparently been fixed now, according to the official Outriders Twitter account. But the bug has been causing, but the bug that has been causing some players to lose their entire inventory after a crash has continued, even after this patch, this latest patch. Uh, the latest. Patch also nerfed the Trickstar and Technomancer classes, where it was intended to greatly reduce the frequency of inventory wipes, but as publisher Square Enix noted in a post-launch dev news update since the recent patch, we have seen an increase in reports of this issue. Fixing this bug is, ap- is apparently our top priority, and we will remain so until fixed. So that's essentially it on the Outrider side. And now let's go on to the to the Apex side. So we we talked about this briefly last week that Titanfall content was coming, but this was coming from Games Radar. The fan favorite battle royales senior writer Ashley Reed teased that the developer Respawn was working to integrate Titanfall into upcoming content and reminded us that Titanfall, from which Apex Legend is a spinoff of, is very much a part of the universe. Speaking at the Brown Gamer Code panel, Jade Grenier, Apex Game Director, added that the Titanfall fans should hang on for Season 9, promising that a ton of Titanfall is coming back into the game. Next season, Season 9, we're actually going to see a ton of Titanfall coming back into the game in one way or another, Grenier said. I told some people before, if you're a Titanfall fan, hang on for Season 9, because there's going to be some really cool stuff. And apparently, there is a, a, a rumor that there is going to be a legend that's going to have like some Titanfall ability. But apparently, this may this seems that we're going to get even more Titanfall content throughout season nine. So I'm definitely looking forward to this, and I'll definitely be hopping to Apex sometime this week. All right. And this is coming from PlayStation's official Twitter account. We're getting, apparently we're getting an RE showcase stream with new Resident Evil Village gameplay. Uh, that's going to be happening on April 15th, 3 p.m. Pacific. So that's like 6 p.m. Eastern. Let me make sure. And this is coming from PlayStation's official Twitter account. That's, yeah, that's 6 p.m. So I was right. Alright, so we're moving towards the end of the show. Here we have a new PlayStation Now game for April 2021. It's coming from the PlayStation blog. April's April, I'm sorry, April's PlayStation Now lineup. Oh, it's now. I thought it was okay. Is is a Titanic teaming up with featuring Oh, we have Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, and The Long Dark. Save the world, shoot them up a galaxy or survive with icy world. Da, 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 da. So we got Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, The Long Dark, and there's actually a trial going on that you could try out PlayStation now if you want. Oh, so it's a, it's a week trial, so it's not even a month. If you guys are interested, be sure to check that out. 
let's see. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Okay. Moving to the last and final uh, news story. This is coming from Games Radar. Loki is back and ready to outsmart everyone, no matter time, stream, and the newest trailer for the upcoming series, the new Marvel show, which forms part of the Marvel Phase 4, will debut on Disney Plus on June 11th. Watch Loki, uh, the imperious god of mischief, who after abscorning with the Tesseract is a fish out of water when he lands in a world of trouble with the bureaucrat TVA, Time Variance Authority. The Loki synopsis from Marvel reads, Now it's time for Loki to step out of his brother's shadow in his new series, in the super series that takes place after the events of Marvel's Endgame. So I'm not going to spoil this because I don't want to spoil it myself either. But now, since we're, we've, we're nearing the end of the episode, we're going to discuss Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So let me pull up the latest episode that I watched. On the Disney Plus app. Okay. So apparently there's four. Okay, there's four episodes now, and I and I finished the third. Uh, John. Okay, so I definitely have to watch that. In the meantime, I can discuss the uh the episodes up to where I. I I am at now and discuss my thoughts on this epi- on on this series. I'm definitely enjoying it a lot more than WandaVision. WandaVision, I gave it. I tried to watch the first episode. I couldn't do it because it starts as a sitcom, then it picks up later on. I don't like that f- way of shows. I like if it, if it's slow, if the story tends to pick up slowly. I'm on my phone. I'm not even watching the show. There's no point of me watching it if it. You know, it, it literally takes its time, essentially. But with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's been great overall. There were some times where uh, it was taking a little bit to pick up, but not as slowly as WandaVision. But essentially is the character who plays uh, the, Spars, the Star Spangled Banner the guy who took on Captain America's shield. So this is about real life. I'm not talking about the show. He he started receiving death threats on his social media channels. So he had to go ahead and remove those. Just because he's doing his job well. Portraying an actor. Portraying a character on a... Um... Uh, not physical, what's that word? On a fictional show, on a fictional universe, people are literally threatening him. Like, because he's playing, he's, because he's doing a good job playing his role. And like, his character that he's playing on this sh- show is meant for you to 
to kind of have some anxiety towards a little hate, but not so much towards the person who's playing that character. So come on. I've talked about this plenty of times before with gaming, with gaming developers, with studios, and so on. This applies to everywhere else outside of gaming. Do not, you could criticize respectively, but do not go send death threats to the people who do, who have, who have jobs, who work behind the scenes. Come on, this just isn't right. Grow, grow up. Simple as that. Grow up. So I guess we'll go ahead and discuss now my thoughts on the show. It's definitely great. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Sam and Bucky, and I guess their kind of partnership are working together. Isn't too far-fetched because they both had, I'm sorry, had a very good friend, Captain America, as the mutual friend between them. So it isn't too, uh, I guess, I guess you can consider it. It isn't too far-fetched where, like, it just isn't, like, an idea that came out of nowhere. Like, it kind of does make sense. But I'm definitely enjoying it because it starts off right. So Sam starts off on his own. And then Bucky kind of, he doesn't ask for Bucky's help. Bucky kind of inserts himself with. With the Falcon. But it's definitely a great time. So I'm definitely not going to go into. Really go into. Really spoil this. Because I know a lot of people haven't watched this yet. But but I would definitely recommend that. If if you're a fan of Marvel. If you guys just want to take a gander at it. Go ahead. You might enjoy it. You might not. Like like me. I'm a huge Marvel fan. But. WandaVision. I gave it a chance. I I didn't enjoy it at, at all. So people have their ups and downs, their own personal preferences, what they enjoy, what they don't, and so on. And it's okay. We don't all have to see, have to enjoy the same thing. We don't have to dislike the same thing. We're all our own person, we and we have our own takes on everything. All right. So that's essentially it. Let me see if there is any last-minute news stories that we have missed. Or anything breaking that's going on now in the, in, in the space. Let me pull up Twitter. Let's see. Okay, apparently we're uh, Costa Rica and Breakpoint's getting its first major title update. Oh, it's a title update. That was a regular update. Let me see. Maybe we'll go into this. So it says bringing free content throughout 2021. Uh, let's see. Oh, so they announced a roadmap. Okay, okay, that's what it is. So they're bringing more content to that franchise. Okay. 
I wasn't even saying it. it says title update, so I assumed it was just a name change or something like that. Okay, so. I'm assuming that's it. I'm not seeing anything here. So, we're going to move on to reader mail. If you want to send us reader mail, here's how. We want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and even any questions that you may have for us by sending us free email on our Discord server, leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash the impact play, or even by sending us an email to readymail at the impactplay.com. Who knows, may even be featured on a future episode or even our special reading mail segment of the show. So thank you guys so much for, uh, for I'm sorry. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server or over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. And guys, we are trying to unlock subs over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, family, and, and anyone who believe will benefit from the show. Leave us a review if you're just reading on your favorite platform, guys. And guys, we do have merch available now that you can help to support the show. If you guys want to go a step further. So go ahead and go to merch-streamelements.com backslash the impact play. And we even have a Patreon page up. Uh, uh, go to patreon.com backslash the impact play. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one. And until next time, folks. 